1: BLOB
2: TALK RADIO
0: Well, I thought that, that, that,
2: Tonight we'll go back in time to seasons past when 22 men graced the record fields of yesterday, fighting for one more first down, one more yard game that would bring victory after 60 minutes of battle on the gridiron. Tonight we'll explore the world of the gridiron greats. Welcome to Gridiron Greats football history and its memorabilia on the Gridiron Greats Publishing and Broadcasting Network in conjunction with Swick Enterprises. We're live from the Southport, North Carolina, home of Gridiron Greats Magazine, I'm Bob Swift, publisher and editor of Good Iron Greats Magazine, and I'll be your host for the show. Good Iron Greats is the only publication in America that focuses upon the history and memorabilia of the North American football game since its inception in 1869. We cover 150-plus years of football history. You can find us on the web at gridirongreatsmagazine.com. It is at this time I'd like to introduce my co-host. He's a senior contributing writer at Grand Greats Magazine, a football memorabilia historian, specializing in pre-World War II items, in particular Red Grange, and also Seattle Seahawk items, in particular Steve Lorgan. He hails from Portland, Oregon, Mr. Joe Squires. Joe, welcome to the show this evening. Ah, so good to be back, Bob.
0: So good to be back. Love it. We're
2: back for another show, but we have bittersweet news tonight. At the time of this recording, Aaron is gone. He has become a New York football jet, as his predecessor, Brett Kaurav has was in the past. Trade is being worked on as we speak. I was not consulted on my feelings. However, that's okay. But in any event, event, I'm I'm a little, uh, I'm not really overly shocked, but all I can say is he's in for a rude awakening uh, playing for the Jets. That's all I can say. You go from Green Bay, Wisconsin, where you are a hero. You are literally a god. And you're going to go to the Meadowlands of New Jersey, where your limo driver is going to pick you up (laughs) well before your game to try to get there reasonably close to when you got to start getting dressed and get on the field. You're going to be micromanaged by every media source in the tri-state area, every mistake you make will be magnified over and over and over again. So I get it. You know, guys, they can't give it up. Yeah. You know, it's it's 80,000 people cheering for you. It's, it's a little too much. I'm a little concerned, though, that... Broadway Joe Namath's gonna have to uh let him wear his number for a season. Uh that's gonna be a curious little about that. Too. Little, that was a little weird for me, so I'll admit Bob I anyways, was curious about that too,
0: if he was gonna wear twelve there. I I I wondered that as well.
2: Yeah, so um, I don't know. I, I I really believe uh, you know, the Jets are desperate. They're going to try to get into the playoffs again. They really think they're going to win a Super Bowl with him. Good luck. That's all I can say. Because at any time he could go down with an injury, and they're going to be, uh, you know, as usual, a five hundred team or less. And that's it. So is what it is. I, I just don't. I still don't understand in football, of all sports, why guys can't just bow out gracefully. You got a great career. You really can't ask for yeah. anything more. What What are you attempting to do? I mean, you had so many chances for another ring with Green Bay, and you couldn't pull it off. What What's so different about the Jets? You know what I mean. This yeah. is what I don't understand. I don't. I just don't get yeah. it. I don't get it. In,
3: and I got everybody in your I'm opinion on.
2: is is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, is he? Uh,
0: is he on the downside? Obviously, he's on the downside of his career. Does he have any gas left in the tank? Uh, is he like Favre who played another two years of good, one year of nominal, and then retired? Or Yeah, what do you think? What has he got left in the tank?
2: Mike got feeling he's going to have spurts of glory, but I don't think he's got enough gas in the, in the tank anymore to, to do anything. I mean, the, the last game against Detroit last season just showed to me how little he had left, and if it, it was all a yep. uh, you know a a big disguise to get him out of there, well, it worked. But you know, I really can't. You know, the guy's going to be forty years old. I mean, it's it's not like he's you know thirty going to another team. So uh, you know, he's at the down down end of his career. It's it's just like United to the Chargers, name up to the Rams. Uh, I can't say Brady to the Bucks because he still had one good year left in him. But he's not a Brady. Man, he's not a Namath, and he's not a Unitas. He's Aaron Rodgers. So, I just, I don't understand. I really don't understand. Two two years
0: ago, he was MVP. So, I mean, you know, I mean, the last time I've seen an MVP fall like that was Don Alexander for the Seahawks. I mean, to to go from MVP to being traded, it's, uh, you know, in two short years, he's making the playoffs. I mean, is is it... you, you, you said something about this years ago, and it really started resonating with me. It's somebody's body language when, when it's not going very good for the team. And if it's a close game and you're on the sideline and hooting and hollering, you know, let's go, Deed, let's go, get that guy, versus sitting on the bench with your jacket on, you know, and your head down. I mean, to me, his body language has been telling the last Couple, you a know, couple years, and this year especially, where it's just, he did not care. I mean, he, he, yeah, not, not much got, got put into that game.
2: Yep, yep. And to me, the, the, the Detroit Lions game, the last game of the season, was the, to me the summary of everything. And, and if I was management with the Packers, I would say, hey, this guy's done. I, I don't want him here. We've got to move on. You know, enough's enough. We've got to give Love the chance uh, that he needs. Let's see what he can yes. do if he can't do it. You know, we got one year. You know, we'll just move on and and, and go from there. The NFL is becoming a uh, revolving door of quarterbacks here and there, everywhere. And uh, you know, that's it. You know, they we've had a pretty you know we had a great run. I hate to say this, we have had a great run in my lifetime. We had Bart Starr, we had Brett Favre, and we had Aaron Rodgers. So since the day I was born. When Bart Starr was the quarterback back in '58, all the way up to now, look at look at you know basically almost 50 yes. years of the same quarterback, albeit three different quarterbacks. But still, that, that's that's uh, a strong statement for the team. You know what I mean? Yes. So, but again, Favre, Favre yes. one ring, Rogers one ring, Bart Starr yes. five rings. That's the difference. So Yeah.
0: It's, it's so interesting. Cause years ago I had a friend of mine who's a bears fan say, the Chicago bears are famous for always having a, you know, a hall of fame linebacker and a hall of fame running back. He's like, you can go back, you know, to, you know, to the beginning of the bears and it's a running back and a linebacker. Uh, and I always thought that was really interesting and, and it's a good way to think about it. Um, and to me, the the, the the Packers have always been uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and it's just what you said. Uh, I can't name another team that has had, you know, for the last 30 years, has had a run of quarterbacks from, you know, Favre, you know, to Rodgers like that. Uh, I mean, you've enjoyed a dynasty of amazing quarterbacks. Uh, you, you shook one ring out of it, uh, you know, with well, two, you know, because of Favre, but that you know, there's still a lot of teams that haven't been on the board. So, you know, to me, the Packers have always been about an amazing quarterback and then build the team around it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll admit, I I had an inclination he was going to New York, uh, to the Jets, but I heard it here first. You're the one who just sprung it on me that the deal was signed. It was official. I didn't I didn't know that. So.
2: Yeah, they're Bob's just ironing out the news. final details. So he, he announced it yeah. this morning, and uh, at the New York media, I still get my New York Post feed down here, and uh, it's, it's all Rogers every which way. So good luck to him. That's it. It's not going to make me want to be a New York Jets fan, or actually New Jersey, New York, yeah. tri-state area Jet fan, one way or the other. My, my Jet days were with yeah. Broadway Joe back in the 60s, and they have gone way, way back. real quick story to to interject. Several years ago, um, back when I was in Connecticut, my boss got tickets for the Jets-Packers game at the New Meadowlands, uh, which is, like, right next to the old Meadowlands. Anyway, so we get there. They're third-tier seats. And, actually, I got my Bart Starr jersey on, so I'm getting – you know, uh, hot dogs thrown at me as I'm walking by, so on and so forth. <laughs> but uh, the game, I mean, the the Jets didn't look good at all. The Packers ate them up. Rogers won. Yada yada yada. And um, I just said to myself as we sat in traffic for I don't know how many hours trying to get home. And it's a simple: if there's no traffic, it's basically an hour and a half ride out of out of the Meadowlands to Connecticut. And like three and a half hours later, we finally got, got back to Connecticut. And we all said, it's just so much nicer to watch a Jets or a Giants game on TV <laughs> than actually going the game. Yeah. And he's going to, he's going to see something completely different there. So let's look, even though he's played there, he doesn't know what it's like to live yep. there. So Totally agree. Whatever. All right. It's, uh, yeah,
0: totally agree. And you know what, uh, you know, uh, you know, Russell Wilson getting traded to the, to the Broncos, uh, you know, last year. You know, thank you, Russell. Thank you for bringing, the, you know, the Lombardi Trophy to Seattle. I wish you well. Uh, I, and yep. I feel like yep. Seattle sold, you know, you, know, you know, sold him at his highest value. Uh, right. You look at a quarterback and they're put into another system and they're expected to immediately perform, and it oftentimes doesn't work. I mean, unless you're Tom Brady, like you mentioned or, you know, or Peyton Manning eventually, but, you know, a totally different system, totally different fan base. I mean, will Aaron Rodgers do good there? You know, are you mad at Aaron Rodgers? You're, I mean, lifelong Packer fan. Are you thankful for Aaron Rodgers? Thanks for the trophy. Thanks for, you know, you know, all the years of being a hall of fame quarterback or are you, you know, don't let the door hit you in the butt.
2: Well, Mark Murphy, From the Packers, said it eloquently. He's a Hall of Famer. He hopefully will go into the Hall of Fame as a Packer. We will retire his number at some point. He's always welcome here, and we wish him well. And that's it. And that's a business decision. And again, i i would have I would have really liked to have seen him just retire and just say, "Hey, I did it." You know, there's nothing you could take away from me. I tried my best. I got the MVPs. I got one ring. You know, it was a great run, time for me to do something else. But, no, I mean, like I said, they're just going on, you know, they're going on that uh, elixir of the 80,000 people screaming every Sunday, and when they stop screaming for you, it's a rude awakening. and that's it. So, no, I'm not mad at him. I wish him well. But I really don't feel he's going to reach any type of success with the Jets. He's not Favre in any way, shape, or form. Favre was a gut yeah. quarterback. He played to win. He, if he was half dead, he'd go on that field and and fling that ball, and he didn't care, and he didn't care if he got smashed by two 350 pound linemen at the same time. He would still throw that ball and try to win the game. Favre is a completely was a completely different quarterback than Rodgers. Rodgers, you know, had the edge that he was very self assured, very cocky in a lot of cases, drove a lot of people crazy. I didn't like his joking. You know, on the field with a lot of guys, I thought that was, you know, you're trying to win, man. You know, if if, it, if you want to, you know, a men's club out there, good luck to you. You know what I mean? Football's mm. not like that. so. That's it. So, anyways, you heard you yeah. heard it first, and we'll be, I'm sure we'll be talking about it this fall, especially yep. if the Jets go 0-16 or whatever. The type of situation. <laughs> All right, did, right,
0: we're gonna did, refresh my memory. Okay. Oh, oh, never mind. Go ahead. I, I didn't didn't notice the time. I was gonna say refresh my memory. How the Jets do? Does does uh, does Aaron Rodgers get them closer? You know to an you know to the you know to the AFC you know playoffs.
2: Hmm. Well, uh-huh. I mean it it all, depend. it all depends. It all depends because he's still got to he's still got to deal with the Bills. The Bills are still a good team, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. You never yep, know what yep. the Patriots are gonna throw. Patriots are going to throw out at you, and I wouldn't I wouldn't underestimate underestimate Miami either. So you know he's he's going through a, a slightly rough division there. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, Kansas State. <laughs> yeah, and and the other thing I look at with Green Bay in in the uh, NFC, I don't think you should uh, count out the Lions right now. So I I think the Lions are going to be an upcoming theme. <laughs> And the uh, the Lions are going to be, you know, a pretty strong team. You might be surprised. They might do something for you. So you yep. know,
0: perfect, perfect segue into our guest because neither of us talked about the Cowboys as contenders. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
2: our special guest tonight is an avid collector of vintage football cards and memorabilia and a lifelong hobby. His specific interests include the 1972 Sunoco stamp Set, Super Bowl ticket collecting, and 1960s and 70s football iPads, such as Broadway Joe Namath, Roger Staubach, Kenny Stabler, and Walter Payton. Other sets he has put together over the years include the 1965, 1969, and 1972 Topps football sets. His 1965 and 1972 Topps football sets, were once the number one sets on the PSA Set Registry, and his 1965 top set was inducted into the PSA Registry Hall of Fame in 2013. He was born and raised in central New Jersey and currently resides in Newtown, Pennsylvania, with his wife of 32 years, Amy. His children are graduates of Penn State University and Bryant University in Smithfield, Rhode Island. He's a graduate of North Carolina State University in Raleigh, North Carolina, with the BA in accounting and he was a CPA, he recently completed a 32-year career in the financial service industry, serving as the CFO for an asset management company that specializes in managed futures. So at this time, I'd like to welcome a good friend of ours, Mr. Steve Crane, to the show. Steve, welcome to the show.
3: Thanks. Uh, thanks very much, Bob and uh, Joe. Great, great to be uh, in your company here. Mm-hmm. So good to finally have you on the show, Steve. Yeah, it's, it's been so a, it. it's been a while. I, I I remember actually collecting uh the 65 set and uh you know, cutting a few deals with you, Joe. I still have uh, a few oh, few no. of the emails back then. You were helpful when I was uh working my way up the ladder. <laughs> oh, that was no probably way. in 2011 or 2012.
0: <laughs> That's so cool. I love that. No, oh, that makes me that that's cool.
3: Yeah, your exact quote see. was us uh uh you know, vintage football guys need to stick together. So I was like, Yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> God, I was smart uh, about that. The nineteen
2: the sixty five <laughs> tap set, the the purest of all pure sets, the last set that I let go before I if I ever pass away. That's uh <laughs> that's the set. That started it all for me, but Steve, to uh get our show rolling here, tell our listeners how you got started in collecting football cards and memorabilia
3: sure um like a lot of folks i mean uh you know i I started when I was a really really little uh little kid um you know, I grew up uh, with two older brothers who were all two years That's apart and uh you know we we were you know a sports minded family loved watching football on Saturdays playing out in the backyard with all the local neighborhood kids and uh and we uh we had a lot of uh football cards that uh you know just were circulating in the house we you know the the earliest i remember were 69 and a lot of 70s and 71s and and 72s and um so we we used to uh you know go to uh go to the store and uh you know badger our mom like uh probably most kids uh, <laughs> back then and uh, you know, try to save up our money and uh, get a few packs and, you know, of our favorite players and crack them open. And, uh, you know, and there was there was nothing like it. It was uh, just good old fashioned collecting funds. So, you know, that's where the roots were and i kind of collected uh you know pre i used to go to a lot of shows in the uh mid to late 70s and uh in early 80s and then you know as you get older your interests change you get a little more focused on other things and um and it, you know kind of sometimes goes a little bit away and then i you know got back to it again and uh you know in my uh, professional life and uh you know and really uh found it to be uh doubly more rewarding cuz I had a, a few shekels that I could spend more on uh on some of the things that uh that I enjoyed collecting so much as a kid. Hmm. Who
0: who was the collector around your house? who you said there were cards you know just
3: around? Well, we all three collected uh my my oldest brother Ron and uh and and next oldest Paul and I, so So we we collected uh, football. Uh, We also had you know some of that other sport you know with the uh, stick and and glove. But uh, (laughs) good man, good man. (laughs) (laughs) You know we can't can't deny there were other sports involved. My oldest brother he collected (laughs) all four, but you know my focus was was always uh, you know football. I just uh, we we loved. love the whole sun Saturday college Sunday routine. And, uh, you know, back then they had the, the this week in the NFL with, uh, Tom Brookshire and, uh, Pat Summerall and, you know, all the great, uh, you know, NFL films, music, uh, highlighting all the, uh, you know, the games of, uh, of the prior week and so forth. So it was, uh, you know, it was definitely a lot of, a lot of gridiron. So, uh, you know, I, 72 was, was, I would say, without question, my favorite set back then to collect, even though I was still kind of little. I mean, it, it just, I, I could always remember that one for, you know, two different reasons. One, the, the tops cards and the, the, you know, the Pro Actions, and then, of course, the, uh, you know, the Sunoco set, which, um, which uh, created a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, skirmishes in our uh, car over the uh, who gets what, uh, you know, what stamps and so forth to put in our albums.
2: <laughs> you know, one That's one thing what? I got to comment, Steve. I got to comment on this, and I, I know where you're coming from because you know we. I was from the tri-state area in Connecticut, born and raised in Connecticut. We were fortunate because we actually saw four sports at all times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We did have basketball yeah. and hockey during the winter. And yep. uh, it was a given, obviously, football in the fall. So, it, it, you know, it was, you know, I, I lived that, too. You know, there was four sports going on at all times. And uh, it's it's kind of interesting, especially meeting people who have no clue what hockey was as yeah. the years went on because they, they lived in an area where hockey wasn't really, you know, wasn't popular and they really didn't watch it or yeah. they played it. Uh, yeah. You know, that type of situation. So it's it's interesting because I think, a lot of a lot of uh, young kids who played the four sports, you know, and again, you didn't have to excel at it; you just played them, type of thing. Yeah, uh, gave, gave it a pretty good round background as far as sports were concerned.
3: Uh, yeah, we well, had uh, a, we had a um, uh, family of the O'Briens right down the street, and they were huge hockey fans. So, you know, they got out the. Uh, you know, the hockey net, uh, on a regular basis, uh, before, it w- you know, it was in Wayne's world. And, uh, and, uh, you know, that was back in the, uh, the Islanders and Rangers, uh, you know, certainly the Islanders run in the early eighties, but, um, yep. uh, you know, we had the Bobby Orr hockey, uh, game and, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, that was, that was a thing. And, uh, you know, it was cold enough where too you, you know, you could get the, uh, Local lakes and ponds that would uh, yeah, freeze yeah, up, so yeah. you could kind of, you know, pretend like you knew how to ice skate or ice skate and uh, you know get out <laughs> there a little bit. <laughs> Double remember blades well. for me that's back great. then, but uh, <laughs> you got to learn somehow. <laughs> yep, that's, yep, that's awesome. I I don't
0: your your seventy two Sunoco set is incredible, and it's funny I don't really follow that set very much mostly because it's pre-largent uh (laughs) but i don't i i i spent a little bit of time looking through some of your sets and what an incredible set that you've put together this thing i mean uh i mean really it should be hall of fame just your your rating just uh, you know how long you i mean some of your a lot of your psa 10s are one of one with you know you know this is incredible. Uh, tell us a little bit about the set and just some of the nuances of it. I mean, uh, you know,
3: other than reading your description and your... Yeah, yeah no, no, I appreciate it, uh, Joe. And, and uh, you know, this is this is one, you know, of all the sets I've collected, I mean, you know, they always say, you know, collect what you like and you you know you'll really always enjoy it and even though you know as i collected the and i love the 65 set uh really love it just a little expensive there at the end but but that and the 72 tops and all of those this is the one that just always hit home most with me because i just enjoyed it so much uh as a kid and then i you know i think it it offered so much more than uh you know some of the um mainstream sets back then now you know and from the period seven, 1970 to 81 i mean tops didn't have a license uh, uh with nfl properties and so they Ooh. they couldn't use the nfl logos on any of their cards and so you know i the, i love the 70s tops cards but you know when you really You know, kind of look at them. I mean, it 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 does take away a little bit from uh, um, you know, from the shots, including largents. Uh, you know, like the seven, what is it, seventy nine or eighty largents? Beautiful, you know. But then it's got that that helmet, and it just looks like it's uh you know from Mars. You know, they're like, where's this cool Seahawk logo, logo that everyone likes? You know, and and that's a big part of it, and so you know this this set you know there there's no holds barred it was um uh you know they had a uh, agreement it was uh it was represented by the uh, NFL players association and and uh and it was actually you know if you look at so just to take you through it, the uh, Sun Oil company had had uh, um uh provided this uh this great collecting opportunity and uh in seventy two and so they uh partnered with the NFL Players Association and, and the NFL to create um the an album uh which would have all of the uh individual player pictures. Uh twenty twenty four um, you know, 12 on offense, 12 on defense of all 26 teams in the NFL, and uh, they they had um, uh, albums which uh, you know celebrated the previous year's Super Bowl, and then it had um, you know each page would have uh, a description of the of the player, uh, you know, his height, weight, age, what college he went to, uniform number, position. And then, uh, you know, when you went to the local Sunoco station, you know, they handed out these uh, these packs and, and in the packs were nine different stamps. And and, uh, you know, you you put those in where they go in each of the uh, teams. And so, you know, it, it encouraged people to one, go to the Sunoco station and buy their gas and to, uh, you know, just terrorize their parents until they got the whole set. So, um, you know, it was. It truly a uh, uh, unique uh, set for the for the time and i you know I, I i haven't looked completely into it but i think it may be the biggest set um, of of all time in the in the 70s i don't recall there being one
2: there yeah,
0: well, you know bigger was, than that yeah.
3: i I've, I've got it, it worked, open there was the bigger
0: story open i just noticed there are
3: 624 items and that's a, holy crap i did not know that that's huge yeah it's and it's it's really big and then during the uh later in the year they uh, they came and i didn't know this but later in the year i only found out uh you know um when i started to uh collect this in in my 40s is that um uh they came out with a uh a mail order form they they, they uh they changed 82 of the players they created update player update stamps for players that you know either came on later in the year and 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 you know prominence in their in their roles on the teams and and uh you know they replaced other players that didn't um you know that kind of retired or you know uh were were traded and so forth so um you could mail away uh to to get you know, individual players or um, you know, an entire team. They had they had team sheets that, that included those update stamps as well. So that's kind of a separate set um that uh that was produced and and wasn't available at all at the gas station. Ooh. So it, it creates a, a further challenge in completing the entire Um, set so it's 624 in the base set and then 82 in the update set and um, you know and it's you know some other unique things I think about this set um, you know are that there's currently 72 Hall of Famers in this set I I know of no other set where there's that many in one year's issue Yeah. Um, yeah yeah and then uh y- you know in addition to that um you know they gave you to start uh you know if you bought the album for you know a dollar they they gave you 144 starter stamps to to get you going so uh you know it's kind of neat and and when i first embarked on it I, I i you know first came across on ebay a few of the packs and i was like oh my gosh i can't believe they actually have these and so i you know, I bought a few and I you know opened them up I was like wow this really took me back in time and then I started looking and I saw there was just a few graded not much and you know and so I bought one or two and I said wow this really looks neat and I said you know what I mean that would be the most insane thing ever but uh you know what I'm going to I'm going to set a goal to uh, uh to see if I could uh, get this entire set graded and uh and then that that just it started and I, like you, Joe, I, uh, I Excel in Excel spreadsheets. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have this elaborate spreadsheet and I had to research, which ones come in the, uh, you know, in the packs and which ones are only in the update form and vice versa. And, you know, and, uh, it just became, uh, you know, kind of a labor of love over the last, uh, 13 years to try to, uh, you know, get this assembled. Wow. And by the way, I
0: wanted to throw out a couple stats of this set of yours. Uh, nine years in a row, 20 or eight years, excuse me, 2015 to 2022, the number one set. You're only the second person to complete this set. Uh, the, the gentleman right behind you, Carlos Diaponte, which I thought was a really cool name. Uh, <laughs> you are 100% cool or completed, 9.24 weighted GPA, 10.48 with bonuses. Uh, Second place behind you is 7.78, 9.24 your weighted GPA to 7.78. And then your weighted GPA with bonuses, your 10.48, second place is 8. You are the Jerry Rice of 72 Sunco stamps, (laughs) my friend.
3: (laughs) Well, you know, it's. Uh, I guess you have to excel in something. So this is <laughs> this is it, and getting to the show early. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I, I set a, uh, one of the things. Once I get it all graded, I also, you know, was hoping to get it all in in eight or better. So you know, at my set right now, I only have um five that are less than an eight now i keep looking hard for them. i have a couple people looking on my behalf that you know kind of made it a part of their business one guy in florida in particular who um uh you know buys in bulk a lot of the uh um player stamp uh uh, uh packets and and opens them up and and uh and sells them but uh you know um I'm, I'm still uh, sending in the PSA as we speak I think last week I was able to get one of the coveted ones I needed in in 8 which uh which was uh which was nice and uh and then I enjoy collecting some of the uh, ancillary kind of historical items like I have a um, one of the uh actual completion forms um which uh people mailed in which is which is really neat to look at and and has uh you know all of the teams with uh you know it almost looks like the dimple chad election back in uh gore lieberman back in,
2: <laughs> in the day
3: uh, and um, and uh, then you know with it is the actual envelope of this gentleman that sent it to the nfl stamp fulfillment uh uh offer center in des plains illinois illinois in 1972 so that's that's kind of a, a neat little item and uh and then i have a complete set of all of the the team sheets as well but for the chicago bears and the raiders which are just you know impossible to find i had a i had a bears at one time that was uh you know severely water stained and you know i have to say Ooh. i i detached uh, for one or two stamps that i needed because the rest of it was in such uh, terrible shape and The only Raiders I've ever seen was one sold at a mile-high auction in in 2011, and I believe that that was disassembled because I happen to have an update stamp from that of uh, Hall of Famer Cliff Branch. So that kind of leads me to believe that's probably uh, now extinct like the dodo bird.
0: (laughs) I mean, some of these PSA 10s in a stamp, you know, are – these are hard to get. I mean, where where did you get the majority of these?
3: Now, oh, uh, I, I, uh, good question. And, and, you know, the other thing that's interesting is I probably submitted over – at least over a thousand stamps to uh, to oh, PSA wow. and I think another collecting wow. friend Steve Wolf had mentioned that there's maybe about upwards of 8,000 that have been graded um, but the majority of the of the really high-grade ones come from the the team sheets uh, and that was something early on in my research uh, another gentleman John Clay's, uh, uh was really helpful in, uh, you know, educating me on a bit of, uh, you know, some of the history of the set. And he said, if you're really looking to build a high-grade set of these, the thing to do is, if you can, get a hold of a lot of the team sheets. So, you know, I spent a lot of the early years, um, you know, kind of uh, really scouring uh, shows and in, in eBay to, uh, to to find places that that may have some. And you know there was an individual in Indiana, Columbia City Collectibles, Mike Mosier. He uh, he was extremely helpful, and uh, I have um, uh, one really neat. Uh, pick up was uh, was a few P- Green Bay Packers team sheets and Bob you you'd probably appreciate that and and they were just in beautiful condition and they uh, in addition this the fellow that I bought them from in Wisconsin had uh, two of the uh, stamps um, autographed at a show which uh, I still have those and I do plan on sending them into PSA it was uh, uh, Chester Markle and uh geez i can't uh, remember the uh the other individual off the top of my head but um but uh oh it was uh carol dale actually and those stamps are in great shape but because the you know they are stamps you can imagine it, it, they're so delicate so it's it's really um a tough exercise to detach um the 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 stamps from the sheets and not create any you know marks on them that otherwise would uh um you know affect the grade but um but you know it's uh, it's really neat when you send in some high grade stamps and then when you get that you know your grades are ready it's fun to uh you know look at them and uh, and I've had Many sheets uh, early on the Patriots and uh, and the and the, the the Chargers for for examples where you know I probably got about eight eight uh, seven or eight uh, PSA tens from one sheet but they they oh, they just look look so nice you know so in a way wow. it's kind of curating history I look at it that way I'm I'm taking things that otherwise might um, you know go by the wayside and. I feel good about the fact that I'm, you know, kind of helping, uh, you know, create a, a capsule of, uh, of what I think is one of the greatest errors of football. I mean, everyone has their their own uh times and and rightfully so and so forth but you know here you're you're talking you you span players that um like you alluded to in the introduction i mean bart star uh, you know from the 1950s and george blanda and uh you know lenny dawson and and then you get into the the stars of the day which were you know nameth uh sawback tarkenden bradshaw it's uh you know it's a it's a really wide collection of uh of, of some of the greats unbelievable yeah.
2: uh, well you, you you did an incredible job on the sunday set can you um and we're 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 getting really tight on time now 1965 <laughs> TAPS that that happened 1965, we're 1965 we're was retired like give us give us an overview of that set steve yes
3: yeah sixty five said i uh I started probably in maybe two thousand and ten or eleven and, and you know I just started you know i got a few from uh Rick Snyder at Mint State back in the day and I think he was breaking up a a few, uh, maybe that museum of sports history and, and, uh, you know, and I was just working my way up the ladder. I started with sixes and sevens and, you know, and then as it went, I was able to accumulate some more and, you know, get the sevens and eights. And, and my goal with that set was to try to get, um, all PSA eight, which was so difficult at the time because there, there were so many low pop cards of, you know maybe 4 or 5 or 6 um you know and i think because of the size of the card you know it just was you know didn't store well in people's shoeboxes and so forth but uh but that set was just uh just such a beautiful set and it still is i mean i think it's as far as pure aesthetics uh it's almost like miniature pieces of art i think and uh you know you have the the namath of course and that that's always the draw like the 52 tops mantle and the other uh, sport we won't mention but uh but, um, you know, some of the <laughs> other, you know, greats like the Ben Davidson with his, uh, you know, almost looks like a fathead coming at you. And, uh, you know, uh, Cosmo, Aya Kavassi, you know, look at look that card up. I mean, that's one of the neatest cards ever, even though he is of the New York Jets. It was, uh, you know, you have his flat top and he's coming right at you with the ball like a freight train. And, uh, yep. you know, it's yep. a uh, it's just a classic set much like even the sixty five tops uh, hockey and i think um I think they uh they just hit it on the the nail on the head there that year with the designs of their uh of their sets, and that will always be uh you know one of my favorites uh it just uh you know became a little cost prohibitive for what I wanted to do with some of my other interests in the hobby so I had to painfully yeah. let it go. Just wish I would have kept the name as eight. <laughs> the name the eight, yeah, it's wow. a rare one. You, uh, I sold my name at eight uh, about uh, two years before it,
0: it went up uh, as well. Um, what a what a great set to put together in eight uh, or in in high grade. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you're 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 a very avid collector. And from 65 to, I mean, just all the sets you have. And like I said, I went through and looked at a lot of the sets you put together. Uh, what, do you, what are the top five things in your collection? What do you What do you dig?
3: Well, right now, I mean, um, uh, you know, I obviously love the Sunoco set. I really have been uh, enamored with the Super Bowl tickets as of the last few years. I th- started by just, you know, looking at one on ebay and, and just buying it because it you know kind of looked neat i thought i'd get one and yeah. it was uh, i think a 74 of the dolphins and you know when it arrived i said wow this is just uh, it's almost like the 65 uh, tops tall boys it's uh, you know larger than life and they're little miniature pieces of art so you know that's that's uh probably my uh my uh biggest thing right now i you know have the you know, the name is set and, uh, um, you know, Jim Brown. I'm trying to complete, uh, but I'm just going to do it slowly. I guess I only need two two more, but I'd like to get that Mount Rushmore of the, you know, the four. I have the <laughs> Namus and the Jim Brown and eight and uh, uh, Namus and seven, but I'm hoping to, you know, add at some point a, a, a Nagurski and a uh, Johnny U. Uh, but you know, my name is set, uh you know near and dear to uh, to my collecting heart and uh you know when I have a high grade one of that i 'm uh, always looking to see if there 's ever an upgrade but there's uh you know it just seems like in general the 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 vintage high grade material uh just is kind of you know drying up or it doesn 't surface much, and when it does it goes for astronomical prices i mean that's uh yeah. you know that's the thought there but um you know those those are those are kind of my current collecting interests and and so forth and i you know you have to as a collector decide who you you know what, what interests you most and and you know some of the new stuff is interesting and neat but you know i have to go with what i like i like the uh the vintage and uh you know for me um you know i still consider uh you know 70s uh you know 80s to be modern but it's not <laughs> have to be well, that said, time I, capsule
2: i still say up to 1988 when you had the two base sets Flair and tops i still say yep. you know you could you look at 1948 to 1988 i can view that as a vintage run okay 1989, yep. you had the explosion through the 90s, zero, zero, 0010, so on and so forth. So yep, yep, you know, yep. I, I think we have we have a lot of different definitions of vintage. But I'll always look at 1948 to you know anything obviously 48 and back is vintage. But you know, 1948 to 1988, I think is is a vintage run if there ever was one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, I is is vintage. And there's
3: certain nineteen eighties that
2: are vintage too, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. So and I did attempt to collect an eighty
3: two set, um uh in in PSA ten. That was one of my covid projects or right before it and you know, and I kinda went about it the way I did with the seventy twos and I went out and I tried to, you know, get some you know, vending boxes and, you know, submit a bunch and you know and i was having success but then covid came and it kind of changed everything with the grading and psa and all of that and so i got about halfway through and i had to uh, kind of realize I, i'm going to you know abandon that project but but oddly enough that i really enjoyed that collecting that set and i never collected too many in the 80s just because where i was in life but there's some beautiful sets in the 80s really are
2: yeah
0: yeah, I yeah.
3: agree. Well,
0: you ever- it's funny you touched on it earlier, Steve. Where I remember being young and the in the '79 uh, and '80 sets, like you said, that they, they weren't, they didn't have a licensing with the NFL. And I remember thinking like, well, that's kind of weird to see Steve Large in his '79 card where there's no logo. I'm like, that must have been like taken in practice where they were using blank helmets. And mm-hmm. for, for years, I just assumed that was it. And then in '81, when it rolls around and you know you could start seeing the logo there was at eighty two I forget, but we were you could start seeing the logo. It was like, oh okay they they're taking' them during games now.
3: <laughs> yeah, no that's uh that that definitely impacts the the visual of of some of those cards and uh you know, and I think it's neat it's uh, if the stamps were a little bigger, it might uh even show better, but um you know, when you really look at the details of them, there's some uh, real incredible, nice act action shots in, in that set.
2: Yeah, it's a classic set,
3: classic set to say the least.
2: Steve, do you have any collecting stories you'd like to share with our audience?
3: Well, um, you know, I have probably... Two. One's just uh, one that I had, and then the other is is kind of a, a current event. So the the first was just uh, kind of dovetailing on uh, on Joe's. You know, when you, you sell the you sell a card before it uh, it has a huge yeah. price appreciation. So. Uh, the one in the 65 set that always, uh, you know, gnaws at me is uh, looking at that as I had uh, at had an eight, and I, uh, I guess there was another guy. He was a football player, I think uh, Evan Mathis or so, that was putting together a, a high-grade set. And so uh, an eight-and-a-half came up for, for auction, and so I said, wow, you know, I don't know. I really, I don't know if I really want to spend the money on this, but it's not quite as centered. And, uh, you know, let me see. And so I, I put a little bit, what I considered a strong offer of 16500 in. And, you uh, know, of course I was topped, uh, you know, by sixteen six, and, and that was like in 2013. So 2017, I, I had to torture myself and see that that card had the same exact card on PSA's auction site uh, had sold for 78000 and then in February oh, of twenty one, one $198,000. <laughs> oh,
2: so wow. I think we
3: all have uh, been oh, on that side of, uh, of of the thing. But the other story I had, which is really interesting, is um, I was speaking to a, a dealer friend of mine that um, I consigned a few cards with and uh, really respected in industry. He said that he just... Uh, a few months ago uh, came across a, a family um, you know approached him and i think it was a, a grandfather or so someone passed away and they had this collection that they wanted to uh, have him look at and he's seen some some of the great collections out there and he said well my my um, you know grandfather uh, or father when he passed away uh, you know he had purchased a lot of these packs in the 30s and 40s, and he just left them. <laughs> and so to his amazement, so he he goes to their house and he looks at it, and, you know, he said he, he had to, you know, kind of, you know, give himself a couple minutes to collect himself. And in there were just pristine uh what looked like Christine uh you know Chickles and so uh and in, in he said in particular the there's a Nagurski that uh he said in his estimation is easily a 7 and could be an 8 but um uh and you know many other cards and so forth but uh he's still trying to to get the uh consignment but you know he was more you know, over to at least you know give them some advice as to what they're uh, looking at and what they need to do. And so it's been a several-month process, and now they've started to catalog everything and take pictures of it. And so my big story there is, I think, uh, you know, look out in the uh, in the marketplace in the next uh, you know six months or so, you will probably see some. Uh, Pretty amazing old card surface that uh, um, You know we maybe thought weren't out there and and to this dealers uh, Own admission he said, you know that just renewed in me the feeling that there's Absolutely things out there, you know treasures to be found and and so for all of us that that collect and look for those treasures there's Going to be uh, soon a nice uh, beacon of light. Wow. wow. That would be cool.
0: <laughs> I, I love seeing new stuff. Like one of the topics Bob and I were supposed to talk about uh, pre-show before we got into Aaron Rodgers was uh, auctions. <laughs> I I love auctions. And, yeah. and and right now there's not that many auctions going on, and I feel a little empty where it's just like Heritage, which is always running an auction, and then REA has one to – I don't know. I love auctions. I just love seeing what new stuff is coming to the market and checking it out. But uh, what are you collecting now? I mean, you 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 touched the top of the mountain with uh, your seventy two set. You sold your sixty five. But what, yep. what, what's what's got your attention?
3: Well, I uh, I mean, right now, like I said, I think the Super Bowl tickets have uh, have really captured most of my attention, and so I'm I'm trying to upgrade some of the really older ones, and I do have a. Uh, a person that has has some and and but you know they're they're really uh, you know kind of expensive so you know I have to kind of decide where you know how I want to you know proceed with it and and I and I don't want to go the route of of you know having the master set of every color and every variation but uh, you know I, I think I will you know maybe pursue doing some of the you know, the, the, the more, um, you know, smaller, um, you know, team master sets or so. And I think that that's, that's, uh, that's doable. And, and, uh, as I said, I want to, I want to try to get a, a reasonably good Nagurski that doesn't look like uh sunny at the toll booth, you know, and, um, <laughs> it's something that I could uh, enjoy looking at. And, and, you know, I also am taking time to, you know kind of i want to scan as a project all of the you know the cards and pieces of memorabilia that i have and kind of put them online because uh, you know doing that with the sunoco stamp was really a good process and it you know makes you appreciate yeah. them and you know it's a good spot to, to to look at and you don't have to go to the safe deposit box every day or you know things so it's kind of you know that that's a little of uh, of of where I'm at and um you know in my collection but you know and I'm always on the lookout to maybe upgrade some of the some of the player sets as well yeah and, and it is, it is kind of
0: oh how, how, how the OCD takes over <laughs> you want all the scans to look the same you
2: know
3: <laughs> exactly they were
2: almost out of almost out of time and I got to ask you the final question which is any advice for a beginning collector?
3: Sure. I you know, I I hearken to, you know, what gives me the most uh you know, pleasure out of it, which is to, you know, collect what you enjoy. And um, you know, it it doesn't have to be, you know, the the hottest thing of the day, uh, the sexiest thing of the day, but uh, you know, collect what you uh you know, truly like. You know, collect your favorite yeah. player, your favorite team you know do one of those rainbows if they have a bunch of different versions in in a year or um you know but uh, get out there and uh you know kind of uh see what's available and uh, and go from there because there's the the range is so wide at this time right i mean you have all of the you know the the photos vintage photos you have pennants you have um uh, tickets cards and and it's a uh, you know, so there's there's a little something for everyone. I think. I agree.
2: Steve, thanks great. for being on. We're we're literally almost out of time. Great, we could talk to you for two day two shows on, uh, Stinsonoco <laughs> stamps. I mean, that, that was that was great.
3: That was great. Thanks for being. Well, on. thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Ah, great to have you on. Well, we'll look forward yeah. to, you know, talking again hopefully soon.
2: Sounds good. Joe, we're almost out of time. I'm going to hand off to you. Two minute warning with thirty seconds.
3: Would you pick up oh, on that,
2: Joe? Oh, it's a great guest!
0: It's so good to have Steve on finally. And how classy is that? I it it always gives me goosebumps when somebody is like, "Hey, years ago I had a communication with you, and you know, thank you for that." It just it it, uh, it absolutely reinforces the idea of just being good in the hobby, and it, it goes forward. I love it. Yeah,
2: I, I agree. Uh, I still ha I s I still have your email from I think it's twenty ten about the uh mayos. Um with prices <laughs> that were incredible. That I, I should have taken out loans to buy those cards at, at, at that time. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, you're right. You're right though. You're right. I mean it's it's nice to be remembered in the hobby and um it's he's just got an incredible incredible collection. All right, we're almost out of time. Um I lost my train of thought. Anyways, uh, <laughs> great pick up on that. And the, the one point I do want to make is that's the NoCo set, 624 different players, an incredible mix of players for 1972. Truly unbelievable, yeah. plus the update set. So it's, it's underlooked. I mean, and I mean it's overlooked, and it's underappreciated in a lot of ways. We're out of time. Thanks for listening. If you're not a subscriber to Good Iron Grace Magazine, what are you waiting for? Check out our website, com, And hopefully we'll see you next week with another picture.
1: Hey there, Sports History fan.